This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. <laughs> it's the old radio comedy podcast. It's episode 56 of season 2, and time for another classic comedy radio show from the golden age of radio. It Pays to be Ignorant was a radio comedy show that ran on three different radio networks with multiple sponsors over a nine-year period, from June 25th of 1942 to September 26th of 1951. The show was a satirical series, parodying famous quiz shows of the day, such as Quiz Kids and Information Please, and it featured a, quote, panel of experts who are, quote, dumber than you are and can prove it. Tom Howard was the show's creator and also the quiz master who asked questions of the panelists, featuring Lulu McConnell, George Shelton, and Harry McNaughton. The show always started with some jokes, followed by an introduction of the experts, and then a discussion of three or four of the questions, some picked by random members from the audience. It inevitably would devolve into getting the answers hilariously wrong, the panelists insulting each other or going off on some ridiculous tangent. And the show was a huge hit and made the transition to television in 1949. It appeared again for one season in 1951 and then appeared again from 1973 to 1974 on TV. Now sit back and relax for the September 1st, 1944 broadcast of It Pays to be Ignorant. What did the little dog say when he sat on the sandpaper? Ruff, ruff. Correct. Pay that man eight dollars. Why don't the girls in Sun Valley take sun baths? Because the mountains peak. Correct. Pay that man nine dollars because... It pays to be ignorant. A zany half hour with those masters of insanity, Harry McNaughton, George Shelton, the nail-up girl Lula McConnell, and featuring Doc Novick's orchestra. But now, here's the man who proves it pays to be ignorant, Tom Howard. Well, here is that quiz program again, which has all the educators hollering uncle. With a board of experts who are so up on current events, they're going to vote for McKinley this election. <laughs> First, we have the celebrated author, Mr. Harry McNaughton, who has just written a book entitled, He Who Carries Tales Makes a Monkey of Himself. But here he is, Mr. Harry McNaughton. I have a poem, Mr. Howard. I see. I knew a young girl named Passion. I asked her for a date. I took her out for dinner. My, how Passion ate. How Passion ate. That's terrible. All right. Please, let's get on here. Next, we have a woman who should have been born in the dark ages because she looks terrible in the light. A woman who, a woman who when she wears slacks, looks like she's walking around sitting down. Here she is, Miss Lulu McConnell. You know, Mr. Howard, I had the nicest compliment paid to me yesterday. You did? Yep. I met an artist. An artist? Yep. He offered me $2,500 if I'd let him paint me. Let him paint you? Yep. Did you accept his offer? I was tempted to, 
When I figured out what a terrible job I'd have scraping all that paint off of me again. Yeah, that would be tough. Yeah, it wouldn't be worth the $25. No. All right, let's get on here. Next, we have a man whose pan should be under somebody's icebox. A man who can't count up to 20 without taking his shoes off. Here he is, Mr. George Shelton. Say, speaking about painting, Mr. Hart, did I tell you about my Uncle Webb put up on the farm? No. You know, yeah, he was painting one of his big barns up there, and he fell off a 60-foot ladder. Goodness, was he hurt? No, didn't even get a scratch. You mean your uncle fell off a 60-foot ladder and didn't get a scratch? That's right, yeah, he fell off the first rung. He fell off the first rung. <laughs> That's terrible. Mr. Shelton, you should have your neck rung for that one. Now, let's get on there. Here's the first question. Pay attention, see if we can get an answer tonight. Now, let's put our best foot forward, will you please? Right. Here's the question. Is it true that Eskimos rub each other's noses, and why do they do it? Why do they do what? Why do they rub each other's noses? Maybe they're rich. Maybe they're rich. All right. Miss McConnell, do you know what an Eskimo is? That's a sort of a pie, ain't it? No, no, wait a minute. With ice cream in it? No, 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 no. Oh, that's silly. I mean, why would a couple of pies rub each other's noses? No, no. In the first place, a pie hasn't got a nose. I see. Oh, he had an awful lot of... Crust. He had a lot of crust pulling that gag. Yeah, he? he had a normal crust. You too, Mr. Sheldon. Yeah, I guess I Why did. Why don't you go outside and get hit with a truck? Let's get on there, please, with the program. It's about Eskimos. Now, look. Eskimos. Yeah, Eskimos? In, in Alaska. Oh, in Alaska. Alaska. Oh, that's pretty cold country up there, that oh, Alaska. You know that. Yeah. You know, I understand that they put alcohol in their whiskey. Up in Alaska. <laughs> Oh, oh, I know it well, you know, Alaska. Very cold up there. Uh-huh. I had an uncle who lived up there. One day he stooped over to tie his shoe yeah. and froze to death right in that position. In oh, the position. Heavens, that was terrible. Yeah. Oh, too bad. We had to bury him in a bass drum. I am not. Oh, I see. Boy, can you beat that? Oh, never mind, please. Will you cut out those awful punks? Mr. McGordon, why don't you bore a hole in yourself and let the sap run out? Oh, I tried that once and it ran all over the furniture. Ah. The sap ran all over the furniture? Yeah, from then on we had maple furniture. Isn't that cute? I'm incorrigible tonight. You are incorrigible. Maybe not. Ah, you are. Not only are you incorrigible, you're nutty, if you know what I mean. We're talking about Alaska. What is corrigible? Uh, that thing, what does it mean? Never mind. Let it pass. You wouldn't know, Mr. Sheldon. I didn't know. No. I wouldn't like it up in Alaska. You wouldn't like it in Alaska? No, I certainly would not. I remember one time I got a frostbite. Yeah, what'd you do? I bit right back. You bit back. You bit it back. Not with, Miss McConnell. (laughs) Let's get on. Oh, she had him in that night. I don't like that cold weather up there. I remember one time I was stopping at a farm up in Minnesota. And boy, was it cold. I woke up one morning and the pump was frozen stiff. The pump. The milk was stiff. The cows were stiff. Uh The chickens were stiff. I wasn't doing so bad myself. I It gets cold where you live? Yep. I remember one morning last winter, I woke up and it was ten in my room. Ten in your room. I couldn't sleep with that many in my room. (laughs) You're getting silly. The question is, why do Eskimos rub noses? Say, Mr. Howard, did you know that the Eskimos rub noses the first three years, and then the fourth year they kiss? The first three years and the fourth year they, they kiss. kiss. That's novel. You know, the fourth year they kiss? Yes. Yeah, that's lip year. That's lip year.
Very short and very sweet. By the way, of a change tonight, let's hear from one of our contestants. We have invited two members of the studio audience up here in the stage. They can ask the experts a question. If they get an intelligent answer, we give them Alaska. If they don't, we give them a copy of this week's Liberty magazine. Oh, say, Mr. Howard, pardon me. Oh, I saw Liberty magazine just today. Yeah, just out. Just out today. And on page 13, there's a picture of four of the... Homeliest-looking people I ever saw in my life. In Liberty Man. Oh, they're the most stupid-looking people. Mr. Sheldon, do you realize what you're saying? That's a picture of the four of us. It is? Yes. <laughs> oh, it, was, it was a nice picture. It was a nice picture, I see. Well, say, tell me, Mr. Sheldon, does it say anything about us? Yeah, there was some writing there. I'm going to get a fellow to read it to me after the program tonight. I see. An interpreter like Yeah, interpreter, yeah. You mean you can't read? Nope. I can't write, neither. You can't write, neither. You mean you never never learned to write? No, I figured, what's the use of learning how to write if I couldn't read what I'd written? Uh, written. <laughs> well, let it go. You can't talk, either. That's kind of hard. Yeah, let's get on here. we got a guest here. We're very glad to have you with us. How do you feel? Just fine. I see. That's very nice. What did you say our friend's name was? Did we get to that? Well, we didn't. No, uh, Mr. Well, suppose Howard. we do. We'd like to know him. He's a nice-looking chap. Yes, he is. And his name is Corporal Carl Hansen, and he's a member of the United States Army Air Corps. That deserves a hand. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Corporal, that's very nice and we're proud of. We're glad to have you with us. How do you feel? Just fine. That the boy, you look great. You certainly look great. Whether you do right here or not, you're in for 25 bucks. Let me tell you that right now. We're very, very glad to have you with us. Where is your hometown, would you care to tell us? Uh, Fairhaven, New Jersey. Fairhaven, New Jersey. Well, think of that. Been down there lots of times. In fact, I know the entire police force in Fairhaven. <laughs> yes, sir. He's a very nice fella. I've talked to him many, many times. <laughs> See, Mr. Did he say Fairhaven, New Jersey? Fairhaven, New Jersey. Well, squirt a hose on me and call me a drip. I like you very much. <laughs> I used to work in that town. You did? Yeah. I was an electrician in a jelly factory. You were... <laughs> You were an electrician in the jelly factory? I used to put the currents in the jelly. <laughs> That's terrible. Yeah, I lost the job. I got in a jam and they... <laughs> You're getting worse. Will you keep quiet, Mr. Sheldon? Those puns are getting unbearable. I say, Corporal, you know, speaking, speaking about the army, I saw a very funny thing today. I saw a colonel with, with both eagles on one shoulder. Both eagles on one shoulder? Yeah. What was the idea? Mating season. Yeah. <laughs> Very cute, Mr. McCartney. Very cute. Uh, may I ask you something, uh, uh, Corporal? What did you do before you entered the service? I was a letter carrier. Oh, a letter carrier yes. in Fairhaven. Well, right. isn't that great? A mailman. Mm-hmm. Yes. That's... What's wonderful about that? All men are mailmen. All men. <laughs> 
You're say, downright funny tonight, then, Mr. Shelton. I say, I say tell, tell me, Corporal, if I, if I mail a letter tonight, will it get to Philadelphia tomorrow? Yes, I think it will. Well, that's funny. It's addressed to Chicago. That's super to you, something. Pay no, pay no attention to them, Corporal. That they're, they're at that age now where they need a teething ring, if you know what I mean. What's well, your first name, honey? Carl. Carl? Carl. That's right. Oh, is that a cute name? Look at the lovely smile he's got. Yeah, he's not. Any cutie yeah. just a love. All right, please. <laughs> cut it out. Well, he's you can just call right, me Honeydew Melon. Right, cut it out. What? Go ahead. Go ahead, Miss McCoy. Well, I just want you to call me Honeydew Melon. You want to call you Honeydew Melon? Ah, uh, because yeah. I'm so nice and sweet. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, you're just as round and mushy, too. <laughs> Before we get in much of a mess with these nitwits here, I tell you what you better do if you will help us out here. Would you reach into the dunce cap there and sort of pick out a question for us, if you will? If you don't mind, would you read the question? Just read it into the microphone in that nice Fairhaven voice of yours. <laughs> what kind of power is used to run an electric engine? Did you hear that, gentlemen? What kind of power is used to run an electric engine? Now, that's a very good question. Oh, rather, I like a question like that. You know, it's got a lot of up and go about it. Yeah. It's, it's... I used to go with a young man once. He sure had a lot of up and go about him. Yeah, what happened to him? He up and went. Yeah. <laughs> All right, the question we have before us is about electric engines. Oh, electric engines. Say, Miss Todd, I tell you, they're going to build a railroad down in my town. Uh-huh. And they're going to run the railroad... Right through my house. I see. Rip my... You're going to be awfully busy, you know, opening and closing the doors. <laughs> yeah, I'll like leave he... the landlady do that. Yeah, that'd be a good idea. I think so. Careful, don't sit in the draft. Let's get on there. Oh, I'm too old for the draft. Oh, oh never mind, please. Do any of you know anything about electric engines? You won't believe this, Mr. Hart. No, you, I certainly will you not. You won't believe this. No, go ahead. <laughs> but I've just completed an invention that will revolutionize the whole railroad system. You have? Hmm? What is it? Well, I have an invention where two engines can run on the same track going in opposite directions. Now, wait a minute. You mean a train leaving New York for Chicago and a train leaving Chicago for New York can both use the same track? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, tell me something. What, what happens when they meet? Ah, but they don't meet. That's where my invention comes in. Uh-huh. Uh, look, I'm a sucker for getting into this thing. <laughs> but how can you... Thank you.
get back to these three old proverbs we have sitting in front of us here. Here's the next question. Pay attention. Which American president do you associate the Monroe Doctrine with? That is a nice question. Mr. Howard, I hate to do this, but I'm afraid I'll have to ask you, sir, to repeat the question. Mr. McNaughton, I'll be glad to. What's the matter with your ears? What, which American president do you associate the Monroe Doctrine? Did I tell you about Sadie Wright, Mr. Howard? What's that got to do with it? She's been doctoring for the past week. She's been doctoring, yes. Yep. Her doctor told her to take two aspirins followed by a hot bath. Yeah. But she got the aspirin down all right. Mm. But she had a terrible time drinking the bath. I imagine she did. <laughs> yeah. All right, please. Miss McConnell, if anyone explains you to me, I certainly would not believe them. We're talking about the Monroe Doctrine. What president is associated with it? It wouldn't be Madison, would it? No, it wouldn't be Madison. That's what I said. It wouldn't be Madison. I know you said that. Maybe, maybe it's Lexington. Why do you say Lexington? Well, Lexington is right next to Madison. I see. You know, Fifth Avenue, Madison, yeah, Lexington, yeah, Toy Avenue, yeah, the yeah. river? The river. Fall in there, will you, the next time you're down that way. It's about a president we're talking about. Oh, you know, when I was a little girl, I won an essay contest. Yes. And the president invited me to the White House to give me a medal. Miss McConnell, I don't believe President Lincoln went in for that sort of thing. <laughs> that shows how much you know. Uh-huh. It wasn't Lincoln. It was Grant. All right. All right. Well, that's simple, Mr. Shelton. Yeah? The president, you see, has to be at least 35 years old. Oh. Where are you going to find a woman who'll admit she's 35? <laughs> I see your point. Yes. We still have the question about the president. Which one is associated with the Monroe Doctrine? Say, speaking about president, Mr. Howard, tell me something. Why do they make such a fuss about President Lincoln starting out as a barefoot boy? Well, don't you think it's remarkable that anyone starting out as a barefoot boy should go up to be president? What's so remarkable? Did you ever hear of anyone being born with shoes on his feet? Now, will you please try and answer the question? The first thing you know, I'll fire the whole bunch of you. Then how will you keep the wolf from the door? Oh, is there a wolf at the door? Oh, is there a wolf at the oh, door? Oh, let him in. It's a good idea. <laughs> Contested, Mr. Roberts. Our next contestant, Mr. Howard, is Yeoman Third Class Rose Elias of the Wave. Oh, hi. Good evening, Miss Elias, and welcome to a page to be ignorant. You're looking very chick this evening, I must say. Where is your hometown? Would you care to tell us? Niagara Falls, New York. Niagara Falls, New York. Wow. 
I didn't think that place was running yet. Well, it's very nice, very nice to have you with us. Uh, oh, I've been there, Mr. Howard, Niagara Falls. been to Niagara Falls? Oh, rather, yes. In fact, I knew a very charming girl who lived there, yes. Uh-huh. She's in uniform now, though. She she's is. in the foreign service. In the foreign service? Yeah, she's a waitress in a Hungarian restaurant. She's a waitress. <laughs> you know, that's a coincidence, you know. Really? What? That's a... Uh, that's funny. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, my girl is in uniform, too, Mr. Howard. Uh-huh. She drives a garbage wagon. She does. Yeah, she's... She's a whiff. She's a whiff. <laughs> I just got wind of it. All right, please. Yes. That must be a swill job, you know. Oh, uh, well, Oh, I'm, I'm a perfect idiot tonight. Yeah, Mr. McNaughton, none of us are perfect. Uh, let's get on here. We're very glad to have you with us. Uh, very glad. Yeah, I love your uniform, honey. You do? You look so nice in it. Fine. I love pretty clothes. Yeah, why don't you wear some? I'll have you know I was voted one of the ten best-dressed women. Yeah, Miss McConnell, you are the ten best-dressed women. <laughs> I won't keep you any longer, Miss, but you reach into the dunce cap there and pick out a question for us. And would you be kind enough to read the question, please? Just read it right into the microphone, if you will. Who was Hamlet talking to in his famous... Um... Will you help her out there, Mr. Roberts? Yes, uh, who was Hamlet talking to in his famous, uh... Don't tell me. <laughs> who writes these things? <laughs> well, that's a very interesting question, you Yes, know. it is. That's a, a very jolly question. Yeah, we want to find out now who Hamlet was talking to. Would you mind repeating it? Would you... Uh, could, uh, maybe Mr. Sheldon could read it. Could you? Could I hand I, it to I, him? I, yeah, I, hand it to Mr. Sheldon. <laughs> yeah. Who was Hamlet talking to in his famous... All right, let's call it soliloquy. How is that? Well, that's what it is, soliloquy. All right, please. Who was Hamlet talking to in his famous soliloquy? Who was in the soliloquy with him? Ah, cut it out. What do you mean, who was in the soliloquy? There was no one in it with him. No one? Then who was he talking to? He wasn't talking to anyone. But you just asked, who was he talking to? Okay, okay. Now you say he wasn't talking to anyone. Why don't you make up your mind? All right. While I'm about it, I'll make up one for you, too. Don't, don't you remember the famous speech in Hamlet? It begins with, to be or not to be. That is the question. Oh, that's the question. Uh, <laughs> to be or not to be. Yeah. To be or not to be what? To be or not to be nothing. That's sillier than the first question you asked. <laughs> but that is not the question. Mr. Howard, you just said it was. I said no such oh, thing. yes, you did. Now, don't try to warm out of it. You said to be or not to be. That was the question. I didn't say that. Hamlet said it. Well, throw the bum out. Miss uh-huh. <laughs> McConnell, you're an imbecile. Not only that, I'm double-jointed. I see. <laughs> Look in the play, Hamlet... In the play Hamlet, there's a scene where Hamlet is on the stage. That where that's where he does his famous soliloquy. Yes. It reads, "To be or not to be, that is the question. Whether it is nobler in the mind to suffer the slings and arrows of outrageous fortune, or to take arms against the sea of trouble and by opposing end them." That was beautiful, Mister Howard. Yeah, I was. Beautiful. Yeah. Do you know the face of the barroom floor? Certainly. It was a balmy summer. Oh, it sum- makes me cry. It does? All right. It was a balmy summer evening and a goodly crowd was there that well nigh filled Joe's barroom at the corner of the square and it's a songs and witty sayings. That's the part of Hamlet I like. Now, oh, cut it out, please. Let's get on here. What am I talking about? Look. 
Hamlet was alone on the stage. Mr. Howard, you say he was all alone on the stage? That's right. Now, who was he talking to? The face on the barroom floor. He was not. He was talking to the audience. He was not talking to the audience. You mean the audience wasn't there neither? It must have been a lousy show. probably realize that you've done better if you uh, sat around the house and just played your guitar. Well, Mr. Howe, that's silly, you know. You don't play a guitar, old boy. That's sort of inflammation of the nose or throat. Now, Mr. McNaughton, you're talking about guitar. Guitar. That's my favorite magazine. What? Harper's Guitar. Harper's? <laughs> that's Harper's Bazaar. Uh, oh, I, I hate to disagree with you, Mr. Howe. You have in mind a wild animal. It looks like a leopard. What are you talking about? Look, I think you mean a jaguar, Mr. Sheldon. A jaguar, a very powerful animal, yellow in color, big claws, large body, pointed ears, and big feet. Now we're back to Miss McConnell again. Ah, uh, <laughs> Now, folks, you realize what we mean when we say... It pays to be ignorant, to be dumb, to be dense, to be ignorant. It pays to be ignorant, just like me. And it's best not to know too much. Be a dope. Your IQ shouldn't show too much. Your brain shouldn't grow too much. Wait and see. 
This is the Armed Forces Radio Service. When I was just a school kid, I wasn't awfully bright. I had a pretty teacher who made me stay in each night. So you see, it pays to be ignorant. Have no brain, be insane, just be ignorant. It pays to be ignorant just like me. That was a September 1st, 1944 episode of It Pays to Be Ignorant. I hope you enjoyed it. Everyone have a great weekend and a great 4th of July holiday celebration if you're from the U.S. We'll see you right back here on Monday. I'm Greg Fordyce. And remember... (laughs) 